0: Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today's Bible slot we'll be having brother Steve Rondu to talk about God ordained opportunity the whole segment will be brought to us by Musavi Teshi and today she is going to talk about peptic ulcers as usual you have marvelous students to spiritually lift you up let us listen to a song my Lord by Parkland Youth choir
1: my Lord I'm gonna Way, Lord, way. Way. I'm okay, gonna walk all the like way. like good friends shouldn't all I'm gonna walk in the way. Okay. like good friends
0: shouldn't
1: all I'm gonna walk the all walk the I'm gonna walk with you, some way, world, you lord, all the way. I'm gonna walk with you all, all king the way. on, like good friends should not do. I'm gonna walk king. On, king. on like good friends should not do. I'm going like good friends should not do.
0: hope that you've liked that song by Parklands Youth Choir called "My Lord." Let us now give room to Ms. Teshi with a health segment. Stay tuned.
2: Hello, listener. Welcome to our program, Health Nuggets. I am your presenter, Musavi Muteshi. Our topic for today is peptic ulcers. Peptic ulcers are open sores that develop on the inside lining of our intestinal tract, our esophagus, our stomach, or upon the upper portion of our small intestine. For decades, ulcers were thought to be created when excess stress in our lives stimulated our stomach to produce too much acid, or when we ate foods that were too spicy or too acidy. Doctors now know that a bacterial infection and some types of medicines cause most ulcers to form, not stress or diet. The digestive tract is normally coated with a layer of mucus to protect its inner lining surface against the damage that acid can cause. Ulcers occur when that inner surface is damaged, so if the amount of acid we produce is increased or the amount of protective mucus is decreased, we are in danger of developing an ulcer. A burning, gnawing or aching pain is the most common ulcer symptom. The pain may be felt anywhere from the belly button up to the breastbone and it worsens as stomach acid comes into contact with the open sore. The pain typically worsens at night when the stomach is empty and it can be temporarily lessened by eating foods that neutralize the acid or by taking acid-reducing medicines. Ulcer symptoms that are less common but more severe include the vomiting of blood, dark blood appearing in bowel movements, or bowel movements that are black or tarry. They may also be appetite changes, nausea, with the vomiting of recently eaten food, and unexplained weight loss. Scientists have identified a corkscrew-shaped bacterium called H. pylori as the organism that causes ulcers to form. This bacterium commonly lives and multiplies in the mucus layers that protects the inner lining of the intestinal tract. It often causes no problems, but it has the ability to, at times, destroy that mucus layer, inflame the inner lining surface, and create the ulcer-forming environment. It's not clear how the H. pylori bacterium spreads from one person to another, it's may be spread by close personal contact such as kissing and people may also become infected with H. pylori through the food they eat and the water they drink. Ulcers are more common in older adults who take pain medicines frequently and certain pain pills are known to irritate the inner lining of the intestinal tract. They are a less common cause of ulcer formation. Irritating medicines include aspirin, And such medicines as Advil, Motrin, and Aleve, which are available in many countries. These medicines to relieve pain should always be taken with meals or snacks to lessen their irritating effects. Not all pain pills are irritating. Tylenol, as an example, is not irritating. If you have been diagnosed with an ulcer, making sure your doctor knows this when prescribing any pain-relieving medicine for you. You also have an increased risk of forming ulcers if you drink alcohol or smoke tobacco products. Smokers are twice as likely to develop ulcers as compared to non-smokers. Both alcohol and the nicotine in cigarettes erodes the mucous lining of the intestinal tract while increasing the amount of acid that is produced. Left untreated, ulcers can lead to serious complications. They can bleed. The bleeding can either be a slow blood loss that leads to anema or a severe blood loss that requires hospitalization or a blood transfusion. Ulcers can extend through the entire wall of your stomach or small intestine, putting you at risk of a serious infection in your abdomen. Scar tissues can also form, blocking the passage of food through the intestinal tract, causing bloating, vomiting, and weight loss. Treatment for ulcers currently involves taking a two week course of antibiotics to kill the H. pylori bacterium, medicines to relieve pain, and other medicines to reduce the level of acid produced by the stomach. If your peptic ulcer isn't caused by H. pylori, you won't need to take the antibiotics, but your doctor will recommend treatments for your specific situation. For instance, if pain relievers cause your ulcer, your doctor may recommend a different pain pill or a different dose. You may need a strong acid-reducing medicine to reduce the level of acid in your stomach produces and you may need to take these medicines for two months or more. What can you do for yourself if you have developed the symptoms of an ulcer? Plant foods were created containing a substance called flavonoid. That substance discourages the growth of the H. pylori bacterium and it can help heal an ulcer and relieve its symptoms. Foods that are high in flavonoids include onions, apples, celery, garlic, and cranberries. So, you may find relief from ulcer pain by eating a healthy diet full of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Also, stress doesn't cause ulcers, but it can be a contributing factor to its formation. The stress of such things is an emotionally disturbing circumstance or event, Surgery or a physical trauma such as a burn or other severe injury can make ulcer formation more likely. So, examine your life for the sources of your stress and do what you can to lessen the sources that are avoidable. Many people can then successfully cope with their unavoidable stress by exercising, spending time with friends, or by writing in a journal. Finally, if you smoke tobacco products or drink alcohol, stop. Treatment for ulcers is often successful, but if your symptoms are severe or if they continue despite active treatment, your doctor may recommend placing a small tube through your mouth and into your stomach and upper small intestine. This procedure will allow your doctor to view the lining of your esophagus, stomach, and the small intestine to rule out other possible causes for your symptoms. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Uchall a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist on Radio, PO Box 42276 code 00100 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is nairobi at ek.adventis.org I'll be back after this track, All Victory, by Parklands with Choir. Story How my savior
1: came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his calling on this precious.
3: And he caused the blind to see And then I cried
0: Stephen will not quench a special thirst. Stay tuned until the end. Be blessed.
4: God-ordained opportunity. Our key text this day comes from the book of Ruth, chapter 3, reading from verses 1 to to verses 13. I will read excerpts of it one day Naomi her mother-in-law said to her my daughter shall I not try to find a home for you where you will be well provided for is not Boaz with those seven girls you have been a kinsman of ours tonight you will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor wash and perfume yourself and put on your best clothes Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, not the place where he is lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly and covered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man, and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. "'Who are you?' he asked. "'I am your servant, Ruth,' she replied. "'Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman-redeemer.' "'The Lord bless you, my daughter,' he replied. "'This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. "'You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor.' And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am near of kin, there is a kinsman-redeemer nearer than I. Stay here for the night and in the morning if he wants to redeem, good, let him redeem. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. Ruth's actions must have taken all her courage. Imagine setting out at night, sleeping to the threshing floor, unnoticed, lying at the feet of your sleeping benefactor, waiting for him to wake up and respond one way or the other to your request. When Boaz does awaken, she basically asks Boaz to marry her in their stewardship Bible study notes. For Ruth reads generous giving points out of the similarity of Ruth's request to Old Testament. Language depicting God's hiding Israel under His wing, and the words echo the words of Boaz to Ruth upon meeting her in the fields. Boaz responds graciously to Ruth's request, commending Ruth's faithfulness to Naomi and promising to use his position as Naomi's relative to bring Ruth's security. This provision in Old Testament law in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 25 to 28, enabled the poor and dispossessed to fall back on family members to help them regain property lost to financial disaster. For Ruth herself, security was a matter of gaining social status as a married woman. Notice that Boaz doesn't ask Ruth to wait for his decision, doesn't scurry off to the house to agonize into the wee hours of our list of pros and cons. It goes without saying that we as Christians need to make informed decisions. But when the script spirit prompts, as we may assume he did with Boaz we are to act without hesitation pastor and generosity consultant Brian Cluth makes this point in a brief discussion of the etymology of the English word opportunity hundreds of years ago when people mainly lived near the oceans the word opportunity was coined it came from the time when ships needed to wait until the tide was in before heading out to sea, otherwise the ship will run around aground. In the Latin language the words ob portu describe the perfect moment when time and tide converged for a ship to get underway. Into every person's life come some God-ordained opportunities. You will know it's the right time when the urgent, life-changing need, something that has eternal and significant value, converges with your ability. At just the right moment, urgency and ability come together. And at that moment, exact, you have the opportunity to fulfill a divine purpose God intended for you. It is time for you and your congregation to move forward in some special way. As you reflect back on the journey you've been on, how is God working in your heart and the lives of others to move out into waters of faith and service for His glory? When have you been convicted by the spirit of to offer assistance to someone in need? Do you view promptings from the spirit as an unwelcome responsibility in an already an overcrowded schedule or do you see it as an opportunity or even a privilege? How can you be more open to the spirit's gentle nudges? How can you be more open to the spirit's gentle nudges? What changes do you need to make in your life so that you can better respond to opportunities presented by God? Let us pray. My Father who art in heaven, I come to you this day, Lord, to ask you to be more kind to me. Show me and open my eyes so that I can see the God-ordained opportunities in my life. Allow me, Lord, to be open to the spirits working in my heart this week and in my life. Allow me to know when the Spirit calls and what he calls me to do, so that I can act on it, O Lord. I have prayed all these things, trusting and believing, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: for making adventure already a favorite station it has been great and I hope through the masses of gold join me next time don't forget to send us views, comments or questions about this program by writing to the producer adventure radio p.o box 422 100 nairobi kenya our email address is aw nairobi at ek.adventist.org i've been a presenter samuel Mangin till then stay safe Stay blessed.
1: My Lord, I'm going gonna... to walk with you I'm going to walk with you all the way. I'm going to walk with you you all the way. I'm going to walk with you I'm Lord, all the way. I'm walk with you I'm Walk-in I'm gonna want talk- go- like good friends should and do. I'm gonna want walk- go- 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 talk- like good friends should and do. All or like good friends shouldn't do Walking I'm going to make all or like good friends shouldn't do Long, old story